0: My name is Montel Morton, VP of Marketing at Redmont Distilling. This podcast is being brought to you by Redmont Vodka. Find us on the web at redmuntdistilling.com. Tell me a joke.
1: All right, yeah, so the joke is, you know, off the wall, making people tell a joke just to come in and, and share some information on the podcast. But, you know, I got you. Uh, how do you follow Will Smith in the snow? You follow the Fresh Prince.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I didn't tell my joke in the last podcast. So I'm going to tell a joke. Then you tell a joke. Then I'm going to tell another joke. Mm. So, what's the difference between a hooker and a drug dealer? You're going to tell me. A hooker can wash her crack and resell it. <laughs> it's, not, it's not funny. It's not funny. That's terrible. Ladies and gentlemen, That's terrible. we have back with us <laughs> District 1 city councilman, one of the only four people I invited back to the podcast. That's big. Actually, you, one of the people that you named ain't coming back. Top three? But So you top three. <clears throat> <laughs> That's what I heard. I don't know what you heard. So actually, you know what I'm saying? You are one of the three people that I'm... That is just... How much it's I honor. think of you. It's an honor. But more importantly, it just say, goes to show how well your podcast did before. There we go. So, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a honor. Update my
1: resume when I get home.
0: <laughs> there you go. I want it on your res- on your official bibliography, on your fi- official biography when you go places. And the Wiki I was on intravenous with Iva. There's so multiple times, <laughs> multiple times. That's right. So, Clint, tell me a
1: joke. All right. So yeah. So the joke. Is you know off the wall, making people tell a joke just to come in and, and, and share some information on the podcast. But you know, I got you. Uh, how do you follow Will Smith in the snow? You follow the Fresh Prince. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That was good and goofy
1: right there. I love it. Y'all thought somebody's gonna get slapped. <laughs> no, <y'all speak. laughs> I,
0: really, I really did. I was like, who? Who getting hit? Who getting slapped in this? Okay. Um, what did the banana say to the vibrator? It's all you duck. Di- <laughs> Why are you shaking? She's gonna eat me. <laughs> I got to tell all jokes That's to get tough, you in man. trouble. That's tough. You do so many shows, you get deep in the bag. <laughs> that look here, man. First of all, all this aside, welcome back, man. Um, I said it before. I say, I'll i say it again. In a short period of time, we have become really good friends, man. And I just, I love cutting up with you, Um the first time you were here, um, we got to talk about, and, and it, with everybody, people have different sides, right? Mm-hmm. But you're, you have very deep, complex sides, right? Not only are you um, a city councilman, but also you're the executive sec- secretary for the sheriff's department. Uh, not only are you a businessman, but you are also the legacy of, you know, I gave some thought to this. I can't put too many people up there with you, y'all in the Hilliards, man. Woods and Hilliards just seen, it's a billion of y'all here in Birmingham, right? <laughs> And, you know, you know how I, I revere your, your grandfather. So, you know, I got you back here, man, so we can talk about some different stuff and people can see a different side of you, yep. right? I want to start with congratulations on um, the sheriff uh, winning re-election in the primary. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking forward to the general Uh, We're going to be praying and pulling for him, But let's put the campaign talk on the shelf a little bit. And let's talk about what you guys are doing at the Sheriff's Department. First of all, what do you do? Right. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, how does that help everyday citizens? I personally love the fact that, you know, whenever you show up somewhere, you represent your district, the county you know, the department. So, you know, just share a little bit with us, man, about your day.
1: Yeah, so serve as an executive assistant to the sheriff um, here in Jefferson County and and just really uh, get to operate behind the scenes, you know, doing a lot of things, uh, use a lot of skills that I have, just organizational and and project management type abilities and, and really just looking around and seeing what's needed, you know, really organizing and helping to just structure and and be as efficient as we can with getting the sheriff's vision done. And so uh, coming in, you know, he had a very uh, unique, you know, progressive and aggressive uh, kind of platform. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you get in and you have to begin to kind of structure how you're going to execute on that. What what are you going to do and uh, how are you going to create some measurable progress? Because it's one thing to uh, be able to say it, but you got to measure it too. Mm -hmm. Um, Because at some point you're going to kind of be able to show people what you've done. And so, one of the big things he wanted to do was really bridge the gap. You know, what do you call bridging the gap between law enforcement and community? Uh, which is really just going out um, and getting in. I, I, I look at it like this. And so, growing up, um, never really got in trouble with law at all. No. You? But you still get, like, you still <laughs> get, uh, you get a little anxiety, like an officer pull up behind you or, you know, okay. somebody, you know. Okay. So, everybody okay. feels that um, and just kind of trying to. Give people in law enforcement my perspective of being outside of law enforcement itself. Oh. It's creating, uh, how do you create spaces and, and opportunity for people to interact with deputies in situations where nobody's in trouble? Yeah. And so, like, you see, if you see Sheriff go in a community with the video game truck just where kids can come hang out. And uh, you know man I games. think that's
0: talk about the video game I, yeah. it's, it's a small thing, mm-hmm. but it's huge to mm-hmm. keep kids engaged and yeah. seeing the department in a positive light
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just building connection like every time you see a deputy, you, you know nobody's in trouble you know you can, you can have conversation, you build relationship and so just kind of building that, letting people know you know it's just people it's all just people if you treat people right, uh, you know people treat you right and so that's kind of doing that, but just going out and finding how do you build those connections. And so another piece we really want to focus on was educating people in the jail. And so how do you, mm. um, you know, you got people there, they're going to be there for a certain amount of time. You know, how do you make that as productive as possible? And so uh, bringing in like the Danit Project, who has a, a significant grant with Department of Labor to physically set up shop inside the jail and teach classes every day. Mm. And so you're, you're preparing people, giving them the skills they need, get, helping them get certifications to uh, transition out, you know, everything from...
0: And so that the, had never been done before. I mean, not here. Not here. And so bringing that here... Uh, so we talk different. about... Hold on now. We talk about people returning to society mm-hmm. and being productive. And we in 2022, and we just getting to the point where we're making an effort to right. really educate them while they're in there.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. And so you look at, um, you know, being able to do that. But one of the things Sheriff is doing uh, is looking towards building a new jail. And so how do you, you know, build, design a jail that's going to be more conducive to, like, learning, having the the technology that you need in there to have the screens and you be able to do more remote learning and bring in different courses. And, uh, you know, what does having a construction space in your building look like having – uh, safe spaces where you can bring people in, let them learn, let them get different certifications. Uh, you know, there's stuff. You can get Forklift. You can get um, CDL. Like, there's a huge shortage of CDL drivers right now. It really, is. And so being able to connect people that are interested. And, I mean, at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to, to solve everybody's problem. You know, you're not going to be able yeah. to get everybody on the right track. But just making that available to them, making that effort. And so we've seen some success stories. And, um, you know, that feels good, you know, to be able to see um, – Young lady go through the program, uh, you know, at State of Alabama has a ready-to-work program. If you complete that, you get a $200 check. And so young lady come, uh, get out of the program, stop by the office to pick up her check because uh, she didn't get it before she left, and, uh, you know, she shows up in her Chick-fil-A work shirt because Chick-fil-A partnered and came into the jail and interviewed people inside the jail. Oh, wow. And you give people a uh, professional dress to, to do interviews in. And so – It's just kind of building, and you can get creative, and so you just got to figure out, you know, what's feasible, how do we do it, how do we not do too much too quickly, and just really getting feedback. But um, it's exciting, and, you know, I I kind of, uh, you know, if you know me, I'm I'm probably, you would probably think I'm more in the background. You know, I kind of do the council thing that, you know, that's the thing that kind of pushes me out front. But I tend to, um, I get a lot done, you know, in the background. Nobody's bothering me.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I I worry <laughs> you to death, so I know he's, I know you doing some work over there. <laughs> um, as we get into the summer months, you know, can't help but to think of you know heat crime, um, you know, what what does the sheriff's department have planned to kind of deal with that, either in a proactive keep things down way or. How are you preparing for the surges? You know, what, yeah. what's going on with that? Because I'm going to keep it real. I'm getting anxious. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The hotter it gets, the crazier it seems to get. Yeah. So, you know, what what can you tell us?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just really about how do you, you know, maximize what you have here, getting agencies to work together. Um, you know, one of the things, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, people committing crimes, they, they're not paying attention to what jurisdiction they're in or what city they're in. They're just going to do what they're going to do. And so Mm -hmm. if you have some information over there that matches up with something that we're looking for, something we're doing, just getting people to talk and work together, I think that can be a key. Um, Like I said, Sheriff's Office has some resources. I think that I've been um, kind of optimistic just seeing some of the communication that's been increasing uh, with Chief and and Sheriff and just having those conversations and really just finding ways to, you know, how can we support uh, what's going on here? How can we work together? I think the World Games coming up has really forced everybody to really come together uh, all over the county. I mean, it's it's all sorts of jurisdictions coming in to the right. area to try to make sure that we have a safe World Games and everything. And so, um, you know, I'm excited. But I think it just, it's just working together. You know, there's a lot of resources. Uh, Jefferson County is a place that has about 34 municipalities. Mm-hmm. And so that's a lot of duplication of resources. That's a lot of uh, money being spent on the same thing. And so we've mm-hmm. got – all these things spread out. You got all these different people that are doing law enforcement in different areas. And so you can have some, some lost in translation just from breakdowns of communication. So improve the better you can communicate, you know, the better things will run. But um, yeah, I mean, you're talking about, you know, here in Birmingham is something we, I don't think we can really look away from or shy away from, you know, we got problem people just shooting folks like it's, you know, somebody shot nine o'clock in the morning is, you know, it's all sorts of, of stuff and you get, frustrated from seeing it, um, yeah. and it's kind of a, uh, a sick cycle. I mean, you got guns that are so easy to get. Everybody's got them. Um, you know, we just—state legislators passed. You don't need a permit anymore. Uh, you know, once that takes effect, they passed it in the last yeah. uh, session, so you don't need a permit anymore to uh, even get a gun. And that was one thing that at, le- at least uh, gave some sort of uh, structure you mm-hmm. know, to mm-hmm. having mm-hmm. a gun and things like that, so— you know, you're seeing more guns. Uh, BPD's taking hundreds of guns off the streets every month. And, you know, you're not seeing any, you know, it's just a dent. You know, it's just yeah. a dent. So,
0: uh, And before you finish up, add this in there. I'd be remiss if I didn't say, ask, what do you think about the new Birmingham chief and, you know, how are things going? It seems like the department seems to have reacted well. The, the right. policemen, they seem to like it. Yeah, I think, um,
1: I think he's done well. I mean, he's been there uh, a long time. He's got a lot of good relationships there. And I think that that definitely makes it easier for him. He was actually um, out in East Precinct when I originally got in office before oh, he got okay. uh, moved up to another spot. But, yeah, he's he's been here. He, he's done very well. I've had an opportunity to speak to him a couple times. And, um, you know, he's just very, you know, listening and trying to put together the best plan he can to go out here and impact some things. And so – um, you know, I'm, I'm pulling for him. I, you know, we want to support him, uh, however we can, getting him the resources he needs, the equipment he needs to uh, go out there and make that impact. But, you know, we 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 gotta we have to address some things culturally. Um, you know, people just get upset and kill two people. You know, just shoot folks. And so right. I, I'm you know I'm reading the article today. A lady shot some folks at a pool party, um, and, and in that moment, you now you're going to jail. You know, you won't be. Um, over a million dollar bond, so you're not going mm-hmm. anywhere. And you know, all these lives, all this potential is just gone, you know, just in this instant. And so, it's um, you know, it, it's going to take a lot of different approaches. I think we are putting money as a city into a lot of different uh avenues to try to be more uh, proactive. And so, just putting dollars behind that, uh, hopefully, we can kind of get to where we're um seeing a difference. And so, it's it's, it's young folks, man, you got 16, 24, um. That's just, you know, kind of. Them young folks
0: ain't the problem. Yeah, well, I mean, Their parents just, are the problem. I agree with you
1: there, but they yeah. pulling the triggers. Uh, and, you know, it's, that's the frustrating part is, you know, everybody got all these guns in somebody's house. Um, yeah. And, you know, nobody has a problem until, like, you know, it comes home. And so we really have to, uh, you know, empower, like, you know, it sounds weird, but saying, like, empower parents to, to raise their kids. But um, you really get some help to get a handle on that because you can't allow them to carry on with this behavior. You know, I had, there was one, uh, you know, mother I was talking to, you know, she lived, she was a single mother, lived there with her son and daughter. Uh, house got shot up three times because people were trying to get back at her son. And, you know, he won't say who's doing it. He won't leave. You know, so it's just like. Um, wait, wait, wait. Right.
0: Hold on. I mean, if you. Hold you, on. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> He, he what? <laughs> he won't leave. Right. Mama, did you hear that? <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, So, uh,
1: you trying to help. Uh, you know, this is a back and forth thing.
0: Man, I wish I would have told my parents I wouldn't leave. I wish my kids yeah. would tell me they won't leave.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, you know, and so if you're not even willing to, you know, make some changes to protect your sister and your mother, uh, you know, it, it's not a lot of talking um, we can do. And you have people that want to. Uh, really go out and just over police folks, and really just lean on people and, and try to, um, you know, get ahead by crossing some lines. And so that's what you want to prevent. But we've got to get some community support around wrapping their arms around these kids. And so you know you got put, you have to actually put money into mentoring. You got to put money into uh, conflict resolution. And so you talk about those
0: things. And so I think we're in a position now to actually put some dollars behind it. Well. I know you guys have these budget hearings come in and people have an opportunity to say what they want. Let me take my opportunity now since I can't meet, make, make the meeting. <laughs> First of all, I say put them in jail, <laughs> lock them up, throw away the key, right? Okay? No. Seriously speaking, um, don't throw all our city's money down the drain. I'm serious, like, I'm on the other side of this, throw money in programs, and the there's two kids that show up, and don't nobody want to duplicate the, you put their program, you got 50 programs yeah. with two kids a piece in them. You know what I'm saying? And then, then the, I ain't gonna get the <laughs> name in organizations. But all I'm saying is, spend our money wisely. Yeah, you know, I think part of that is you got to go to the kids,
1: and so yeah. a lot of things I do when I do programs, we go to the school because yeah. they're all there. You know, we're doing the reading. Like, I, there's some after school stuff. that brought me like, I want to be during school. Let's let's grab them for 25, 45 minutes in small groups and teach what need to be taught, and do it that way because we know we're gonna have them, mm-hmm. and so. Getting kids to, getting people, getting parents to bring them places is, you know, if they're if they're not interested in uh, correcting some of that behavior, they're probably not going to bring them to what we're asking them to come to. So you got to go, and that's what anybody anybody trying to help you, you got to go to them. You know, you can't tell them to come to you. You got to go to them. But it's you know, it's something we got to do because one thing I do, I spend a lot of time in the schools, and so you go into elementary schools and they all just babies, like they are just Mm -hmm. all babies. You go into middle school. They're pretty much still babies. Some of them get a little rougher than others. But uh, somewhere in between 6th, probably about 7th and 10th grade, some of them just go off the rails. And so it's not all of them, though. I mean, it ain't nowhere near all of them. And being in the school, seeing it, we can impact that. And so we need to be able, and it's tough because you are, uh, in some cases, supplementing parenting. And so um, store young lady had a, a Jack Daniels bottle at school. They call middle school. They call her dad. Dad, come up there and say, "What? What you called me for?" <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: you know, and you kind of get in these situations where, you know, if you, I, you don't know what to say to that, and so you're trying to feel some boys that are that are there, uh, you know, because there's nobody's disciplining anybody, and so discipline is what keeps you on, you know, on some kind of track. Um, and so I was fortunate to come from a family that believed in, in, and <laughs> and
0: disciplined and, and we're, when we working together come to discipline back we going to talk about all 10,000 y'all <laughs> schools out and summer's in so let the celebration begin the jefferson county sheriff's office has a new initiative underway aimed at providing local youth with positive activities to enjoy Through a new partnership with Games on Fire, Jefferson County Sheriff's Office will visit local communities with a gaming truck to allow kids to play a variety of games in their neighborhood. As your Jefferson County Sheriff, it is my hope that this initiative will encourage our youth to put down the guns and enjoy some fun. I have a lot of respect for, you know, um, this city and, and, and her citizens. And one of the families that and let me say this the this season we have a little theme i got me mean a little hashtag we are birmingham mm. and i like for the guests to tell me why they think they're so birmingham and and i say why i think they're so birmingham so why do you think you're so birmingham first of all
1: i think one you develop certain uh Thought patterns and and just mannerisms just from being here, and you don't you don't always realize it until you leave. <laughs> and so, spending some time in other uh, cities and, and living outside of Birmingham for a period of time, you get a you get an understanding of uh, why why we are because we, we we don't always see it around here because we're right. all crazy. And so right. like leaving uh, the city and coming back, uh, we've even our like our politics is just off the it's chain. Different. And everything is just, you know, it's just wild. So, I mean, just being here, um, you know, really just knowing everything, how to get from one side of town to the other, knowing the back streets, and just just little stuff. Uh, but, yeah, man, I you know, I, I think kind of growing up in the district, getting a chance to represent the district, uh, you know, it's just, it's just in you.
0: It's just well, in you. I think you're so Birmingham because you're a Woods. You hey. <laughs> talk about a family that I have. Um, your uncle uh, uh, Abraham was was my professor at mm-hmm. Miles, right? Or he was tough. Oh man, he was so easy. <laughs> but you know, we were we were very close, you know. And then, of course, I have such a reverence and and whatnot for your grandfather. I know all your cousins and your you know brothers, sisters. Man, what's it like being a Woods, right? Tell us what's going on with your grandfather. Mm. You told me you' gonna get him on. We're gonna keep that going. Yeah, it'll definitely. Come and on. and just you know, what's it like being a Woods in Birmingham? Seriously speaking, uh, it's like unique. was it yeah. pressure, you know, growing yeah. up? Or?
1: It wasn't really pressure. I mean, so like we were all. I was probably the youngest out of a group of cousins. How uh, many cousins you got? First cousins. Uh, all right, so. First cousin, my granddad had thirteen kids. Every single one of them kids had at least two, uh, and so but some of them had up to four, four or six of us. Uh, and so we, you talk first cousin, we we're probably over fifty uh, wow. <laughs> right here. 50 first then, uh, cousins, yeah. And then that stretches out because then my granddad's brother Abraham, he had about what eleven. 11 of them, and uh all of them had a couple of kids, and so it just, like, it just exploded. Like, he, they was yeah. just a few of them, then boom, and then, so now he's got, he's on great, great grandchild, like, he's, yeah. Wow. And it happens fast, because um, who's the, uh, yeah, yeah, you got it, yeah, you got a grandchild with a child, so yeah, you got Wow great, great, great grandchild. So, uh It's crazy, but I mean, it's... It, um it really wasn't. I mean, it was just more tight knit. Uh, it was, there wasn't okay. a lot of like pressure. Um, you know, the one. It was hierarchy definitely. So, like one thing we did as a family was we always Thanksgiving and Christmas we was going to be at somebody's house that was too small to have everybody there. <laughs> uh, but that was it. Was cool because back in the day, the kids would play outside. Like the kids would. Uh, so you know, you could make it work. But um, you know, we all go to get in there together. One thing I remember is like my granddad, some of my uncles. Like it didn't matter what what was what it was going on. At some point during the gathering, they gonna go in the back room. And so like when I was young, like I just thought they was back in the back, just saving the world, just discussing like how to move everything forward and just just. And I used like I used to like man, I get old. It had man. to be something deep be, going back. Like I'm gonna get back there. Like. <laughs>
0: Your whole goal in life to get in
1: the back room. <laughs> hey, I mean, it would just be discussions. You try to look in the door, just just standing around talking, debating things. So I was like, man, I got to get back there. So <laughs> you know, you work, but yeah, we all we all play sports. I and mean, most of the boys play sports, and so you was yeah. always trying to uh, compete and be as good as you can be in there that that space. And so uh, a lot of us play got a handful of play college ball, and uh, some play basketball, some play football, but. Yeah, we were, we had a lot of athletes in the family. Uh, yeah. Like all the all of his kids were were athletic. A lot of them ran track, played football, and so you know when you have a you have enough of them, somebody gonna uh, figure something out. So they all <laughs> stretched out, and, and so now to see like my cousins, a lot of them doing just stuff here, and everybody's still here. Like a lot of them are still yeah, here, local, right? And so to really watch uh, everybody growing and doing more stuff and. Uh, it's just kind of it's kind of cool, and so it's more of us than people even really realize. Um, Cause mm-hmm. you got the girls, kids, they got different last names, and uh, mm-hmm. but it, you know it's it's uh, six of them. He has six girls too. So, mm-hmm. uh, and we come from really a bunch of preachers, and so yes, that's that, the uh, coolest part of it. Yeah. That was one of the things. So it was it was church, uh, a lot of church, and so like, <laughs> a lot of church, like church. Yeah two, three times a day. Like yeah. you know, so I you know, so now just going to church once, you know, it's just different. <laughs> it's like, different. You would go to uh Sunday school was still a thing and then right. you had Sunday service. Right. And then you would go get something to eat. Then you gotta come back for a program. Yeah. yeah. Every no, I mean this is evening service. This <laughs> no, no, <especially, laughs> is another Sunday. So I mean your Sunday was you you left in the morning right. and you came back and went to bed. And so that was every week, but like growing up, I mean, you remember like not being able to play with cards. Like so, you can play Uno at the gatherings. Uh, uh, so if you had Christmas or Thanksgiving, you could play Uno. Yeah. Uh, but if you playing some spades or some, like a belt may come out and you <laughs> make like someone might just get caught. Like if you, if you got your back to the to the house, <laughs> you <laughs> might get got. <laughs> so there are, You better
0: have your head on a swivel. I'm just telling like hey, <laughs> until
1: from when I was uh, can't remember until probably. Probably I left for college, like every Christmas and Thanksgiving, somebody got whooped. Like, it was like, <laughs> like whooped. Yeah, like, it. I won't say who, <laughs> but one of my cousins got, I don't even know what happened, something happened, but his pops end up chasing him, whooping him, he rolling down the hill, getting whooped, rolling down the hill. So, like, it's, uh, every like but it's a story like this every <laughs> single time like somebody somebody you gonna let them talk to you like this is like because like, you know their brothers and sisters get around right, right. yeah he I don't we don't do job. that at my house you know it's just a little subtle stuff so now they gotta whoop you know so it's just right. like so you try to, uh, you know, you, you have fun, but you make sure you get home unscathed. And so, like, uh, you know, we had a, a lot of uncles, and so we, some of the you got to a point where some of the uncles weren't that much older than some of the uh, some of the cousins. And so right. We would always have like foot races in the street, like just in the middle of Central Park. Yeah. On Christmas, just people just sprinting down the streets, and like some mid, like, late mid to late 30s guy, like, popping a hamstring in the middle.
0: <laughs> Talking about, I can, I can still, I still got and
1: it. <laughs> and we would, like, we would always lose. And then we we got a couple of my cousins, uh, like, Henry, uh, Mike, D, like, had some speed. And so it was, yeah. like, we were getting close to getting a win. And so, <laughs> like, we was trying to, see.
0: and we finally, uh, we finally won. Like We finally won. They let, man, let me tell you my uncles, when they saw it was about to happen, they wouldn't race no more. <laughs> they were like, nah. It's, it's can't, man. It's come Like, if I pulled up on one of my uncles right
1: now in Challendale, we'd we'll be in the street. So <laughs> <laughs> They'll
0: race you right now. That like, is it's hilarious. <laughs> but no, nah, it's been,
1: it's been pretty cool, man. Just really having that family history here and learning more. So you hear so many stories. Like I used to sit with my granddad and I probably never heard the same story twice. I remember, uh, uh he like he 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 is like just on it. Like he's just blatantly on it. Like it ain't like on purpose, He's just who he is. So like, he's uh-huh. just gonna say what's on his mind. And so like one of the things he every now and then, like he i call his weird, he'd be like, Councilman, Councilman Woods. <laughs> 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 but then he'll always be, like, it'll always be when a bunch of people get around. Because I was, like I said, I was the youngest out of this group. Probably about 15, 16 cousins. Really? And so, like, you know, we play in the yard, throw it up, get tackled. They'll let me catch it just so they, could just so they can light you yeah, up. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was just the youngest out of that bunch. And so, But I was quiet. You know, I'm laid back. Like, I just, you know, I don't talk a ton. And so, like, any chance he get now, he's just, like, get a good group of people around. He did it to me at the uh, breakfast uh, Saturday. Yeah, I just never thought Clint was going to be doing nothing like this. I just, ah, boy, you done came with You Just like, like, like. like. oh, man. Just didn't see it. Just didn't didn't see it. I didn't
0: see it. I thought he wasn't shit. You surprised. (laughs) (laughs) I thought he was the laziest
1: but I had, uh, like, I was just, like, I was quiet, man. I yeah. played, played sports, and we had a lot. Like, I mean, it was a lot of, it's a ton of talent, like, in that group. Uh, yeah. Just, I mean, so many of us, and then you got so many talented folks uh, that's doing stuff. So, I mean, you could, you could, pay, you could play in the background pretty easy, and nobody's going to bother you. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, you know, I, that's kind of what I was doing. I was learning. You know, I had the opportunity to learn from uh, these folks that are great speakers, You know, we got great speakers A ton of pastors uh, in the family I think out of his 13 kids uh, Seven boys Five of the boys were pastors Uh, Wow Two of the girls married pastors One of them was a pastor And so you had like all these You know, so it's going to be some talking, the and force some, is some soliloquies, some people gather. But you know, earlier one of the things you could just be at the family reunion, Rem Woods. Everybody, <laughs> everybody turn around, is around. Strong, <laughs> looking. So, uh, but you get you know, it's a lot of wisdom there, man. You get a lot, yeah. lot, a lot of folks you can pull from, a lot of folks you can talk to, um, and everybody's still kind of here. So it's just a really, I think, kind of the, the way everybody got together so frequently. Um, you know, every year, a couple times a year, like literally the whole family, like everybody. And so, like you couldn't wait growing up because you put on your little—I um, don't know what to call it—your little swishy jumpsuit. Your little, you got a fresh one for Christmas. <laughs> your swishy <laughs> Whatever, jumpsuit. It <just> <laughs> sh- 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 tracks. You'd be you out what what there I mean. like ready to play. We playing football, and, and so it's just funny to see how everything's changed now. Cause now the kids they show up they they fresher than everybody else you know yes. they clean you know yeah. they, they got their stuff on they not finna play outside and an iPhone yeah <laughs> so uh, but yeah man it's just it's so many of us um I and be able to uh, help each other and, and learn from each other and, and just kind of learn that history and so one of the things especially my granddad his brother Abraham uh like I read books now like I I read uh like uh, Arrington's book. Mm-hmm. You know, a little while back and learn some stuff about, about- like, but I mean, you learn stuff just from seeing it, and it's kind of be cool to be able to make those connections to, yeah. oh, okay, yeah, because you never hear, like, you hear certain stories and, uh, you know, just see stuff from other perspectives and hear from other folks is, it's kind of cool, you know, it puts a, um, you know, you got a lot of responsibility to make sure that you're, um, you know, making them, living up to what they want to see, the, the standard they set, the bar they kind of set. And carrying that, because like I said he'll, uh, my granddad he'll call me. He, he like, hey, what what they they talking about? Uh, you was about to do this, and I'm like, no, no, sir, <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, 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 no,
1: no, not at all. So you're not like he'll come to council meeting a lot and just be sitting there. He sure will. Everything all right? Yeah, right he'll <laughs> he still come check in. And so, uh, um, you know, it's just it's, it's it's a blessing, really. Like I said, it really is a blessing. So we here
0: well I want I want to say that I love you all you know um I'm super jealous coming from a small family so y'all have got I want I want you to wait until Christmas or some yeah. everybody there and I got to come be a part <laughs> just to see what it's like because I know that's off the chain I want to ask you a question and I'm gonna let you get on out of here if you hadn't have gone in the business. Mm-hmm. If you hadn't have played college sports, if you hadn't have, you know, been on the city council, if you had gone a completely, like, different career path, like one from your childhood that nobody mm. knows about, if you if you weren't <laughs> who and what you are, who, what would it be? Uh, I would
1: probably be in business some form or fashion. I think... Um, Just meant to be, huh? Yeah, I think I I wanted to be a computer engineer when I was going to college. Okay. And I remember like the summer before you go to orientation. Uh huh. And so like I'm in orientation, and they're like, yeah, and then once you finish calculus four, then you got. (laughs) i was like, like, wait, wait, wait. what? And so, like, we go at the orientation, and so they they take a break to go to the next thing. Like, I'll walk out. Like, I'll, I'll walk out of there. I'll, I'm like, and so, like, I walk out the building, and all of a sudden, there's nobody outside. Like, it's like tumbleweeds, it's like a scene out of a movie, just tumbleweeds. Like, I'm calling my mom, like, yeah, I don't know what I want to be no more. Like, I, like <laughs> this ain't it. So, like, I end up going and doing economics, but like, you had that, you know, what you want to do. Um, and so, like, probably the best uh, one of my cousins actually told me, this, <laughs> but probably one of the best, uh, I guess you'd call it, a compliment that I <laughs> ever got is just like, yeah, Clint, like he's he's gonna think he's gonna figure stuff out, and like so, like if he wasn't like in just such a good family, like he was gonna make it one way or another. He was either gonna be a a big businessman or he's gonna be the biggest drug dealer in Birmingham. But he was <laughs> gonna figure it out. <laughs> and, and I was like. Like <laughs> I, I, don't know how they meant it, but I think it's a compliment. Right, <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's um, yeah, I mean you go from I know I was a little one to be the tow truck driver, yeah, uh, but yeah, I kind of I probably would have ended up in business in some kind of way because I always wanted to make make money.
0: Well, simple. We glad that you landed where you landed, sir. <laughs> I want to thank the executive. Secretary of the (laughs) Sheriff's Department (laughs) and is it Secretary? Assistant. I'm sorry. I would like to thank the Executive Assistant of the Sheriff's Department a.k.a. Councilman for District 1 a.k.a. Businessman AKA Woods Dynasty Um Heir AKA Fallen Preacher <laughs> Clinton Woods for joining us. I want to thank y'all for listening and as always a huge shout out to Creed Sixty Three r360news, and urbanham.com. God bless. This podcast has been brought to you by Jefferson County Sheriff's Office.